We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to another weekly Saturday show here on Setting the Pace. We are excited to do this once again. The Indiana Pacers are currently on a two-game winning streak after back-to-back wins against the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Who would have thought that against Golden State? What a gutsy performance from the rookies, Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson. But Fachi's going to get to that later. I want to get things started off as we look at the tweet of the week. And I think it is perfect time for us to look at that first game against the Clippers. For many of us that watch Valley Sports Network, the TV broadcast of the Indiana Pacers game completely just disappeared in the closing moments. I think it was like 12 seconds left. The Pacers were down by five. It was 138-133. All of a sudden, we get this feed for a North Carolina Tar Heels insider show. And so many people were talking about it, but Jason Wagner cracking me up, replying to so many people's tweets about it, but he said, even Bally Sports gave up on the Pacers before the game ended. So the Pacers had lost multiple games up to that point, and it just had not been a very fun moment for them. They were going back and forth with the Clippers and ended up losing that game 139-133, to 133. but just the fact that you couldn't even see the last 12 seconds of the game, I think it was a total of like 90 seconds of live time that it was on this Tar Heels Insider show. It flashes back and all of a sudden, you just see the final score, 139-133. So, thought that was hilarious. But, you know, it's it's been better, though, for the Pacers. We're really excited to see what's going to be happening here uh, as we move forward with some of these young players. But Goga Batadze, Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte all played incredibly well in that Warriors game. So, exciting thing there. But now, we're going to introduce a brand new segment to the show. It's called Five with Fachi. So, Fachi is going to give you a list of five things or speak for five minutes about something. But here's our new segment, Five with Fachi. All right, we are back with a brand new segment, Five with Fachi over here. So I'm going to talk about five things on the week that, you know, not even on the week, but on the season that are very, very important. Now, these five things will range throughout the season. You know, it might be five minutes of covering something. It might be five draft picks that we're going to cover. It might be five trade targets. But today it's five areas that the Pacers need to improve upon. Number one. The road record, 5-17 and 17 on the road. I don't care who you tell that to. If their answer isn't anything other than that is disgusting or that is truly atrocious, then 
I don't know if they know basketball because to put it in perspective, our five road wins are only more than the Pistons and the Blazers. The Pistons just had the number one pick in the draft because they're they're terrible. There's no other way to put it. The Blazers are having a really down year. Damian Lillard has barely played. Uh, CJ McCollum has missed a ton of time. So look, even even the Blazers, they're sitting tenth in the West right now. So. The Pacers' five road wins is not going to cut it. I can never – I honestly can't remember a time that the Pacers were this bad on the road. Last year, they even had a better road record than home record. So that was surprising. Uh, number two, 26th in the NBA in three-point percentage at 32.7%. Guys, that is better than only the lowly Orlando Magic, who have eight wins, the Washington Wizards, I mean, they're having a much better year than the Pacers right now, so that's, that's really rough for them. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, once again, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Three of those four teams are not trying to win, and we knew they weren't trying to win coming into this year, or the odds were intensely stacked against them. So when I when I say 32.7% as a team, I mean, look, guys, if you want to really break that down, the Pacers have uh, they have two shooters that are shooting 34% or better, that's from three. That's Justin Holiday and rookie Chris Duarte. So awesome by them. Then third best on the team, it's Jeremy Lamb. Then you're looking at Miles Turner at 33.3%. Look, everybody can point to a different metric. In my head, if you were shooting below 35% from three, you're not that much of a three-point threat at all. I know we have way too many guys shooting below 35%. So the bar should be much higher when Rick Carlisle wants everyone spreading wide. He wants the bonus shooting threes. He wants everyone shooting threes, but you can't have a team that's 26th in the NBA in three-point percentage, uh, also or 21st in threes made per game. Gross. Moving over to stat number three. Steals per game. 24th in the NBA in steals per game at 7.2. It was rough to see. It was an eye-opening stat because it really made me miss TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, second in the NBA last year at 1.9 steals per game. I mean, he led all players off the bench in steals. I mean, he was he was the guy for steals. I mean, everybody remembers the, the triple-double that had 10 steals in there last year. I mean, it was amazing to put it in perspective – Chris Duarte leads the Pacers in steals per game at 1.1, which ranks 45th in the NBA. Sounds like we're asking a lot out of this rookie to be our second-best three-point shooter, uh, lead us in steals. I mean, Duarte's been awesome. He really has. But, man, that's not going to cut it. 24th in the NBA in steals. Uh, Fourth on the list, area we can improve upon. 27th in the NBA in fouls per game. Oh, my God. What are we, just hacking everybody out there? 20.2 fouls per game committed. I mean, that's that's not going to cut it for, for really anyone. I mean, it, it was a, a tough stat to see. Once again, you know, it's, it's a little bit better than Timberwolves. Uh, so, you know, that's not good. The worst part is we're, we're 26th, but uh, – we're tied for 26. So 26, 27, there's no way to look at it. That, that sounds positive. I was going to try and put a positive spin on it, but you can't. It's terrible. It's horrendous. So at this point, we're, we're about a foul away from being, you know, the, the most the team that commits the most fouls in the NBA on a, on a nightly basis. Then last, similar to fouls, but on the other end, free throws attempted. 
I've been saying it for years. This team does not get to the line. The sad thing is this is an improvement. The Pacers are still, they rank 18th in the NBA in free throw attempts at 20.6 per game. Well, it's even rough. They're 19th in free throws made at 16 per game. This team hacks a lot, and then they they don't get to the line. I know we don't get whistles a lot of the time when we're on the road, but we're, we just we're not getting the line. Period. This team's got a, a luxury amount of bigs, but you know at this point, no one's really getting to the line. I, I want to give Sabonis a little bit of credit for for free throw attempts because for him, uh, I believe it's career high. It's it's five point five attempts per game for Sabonis. I mean, you typically see him with a bunch of scratches on his arms and, you know, he's bleeding, but you know, we need more of a team effort getting to the line. Got to be more dynamic, got to get more slashers, got to get more cuts in there. So those are five stats that, that I found today that were just unacceptable. I mean, for most of those stats, we were in the bottom five in the NBA or in some of them, we were in the bottom three, but regardless that was for the first session of Five with Fachi. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. We're always going to be bringing new things to the table to uh, spice up the segment a little bit. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great stuff there from Fachi. Always appreciate what he brings to the table, and I agree with a lot of his points there. But let's move on to the quote of the week. And honestly, this comes back from the beginning of the week. I believe it was on Tuesday afternoon. We found out that there was a little bit of a concern here with Miles Turner having a stress reaction to that left foot. He'll be sidelined until after the NBA trade deadline. So we're going to monitor things, and he'll be getting a CT scan in two weeks. But Rick Carlisle said this. Scott Agnes had this in his story on the Fieldhouse Files. Uh, Carlisle said there's a very good chance that this can be more of a short-term thing than a long-term thing. That's good news. So I, I do believe it is good news because, one, it gets Miles back on the court sooner rather than later. And it also is good news because if the team does decide to move on from him, they can accept offers. Um, and hopefully there'll be some teams that do offer what the Pacers are looking for or, or looking close uh, close for, because at this point, it, it's just kind of confusing what's going to happen. They could hold on to Turner until the All-Star or until the summer, until the offseason. But who knows what's going to happen? I think at this point, 
Um, both parties would like to move on. Scott Agnes did bring that up in his article that they were both looking to find a trade partner. And Woj said the same thing. The Pacers were looking to move on from him. So, you know, it, it's not just Alex here that, that, that says they should move on, but it's national reporters saying that the Pacers say they were looking to move on. And this has been something that's been going on for a couple of years now with Turner being in trade rumors. But now that we were getting close to that moment where the team's just not played well, uh, they played well uh, recently, but they hadn't played well all season long. So it's just interesting to keep your eye on this because first and foremost, whether you are a fan of trading Turner or keeping Turner, I think we all want Turner to be healthy. That way he's able to play basketball and do what he loves the most. And that's just be an NBA basketball player and, and go out there and contribute and help a team. So keep an eye on that. I think that was definitely worthy of our quote of the week as we monitor Miles Turner's health going forward. But now what I'm most excited for is to hear the player of the week and get a recap of the rookie report with Michael Flatchy. It's time for your Setting the Pace Player of the Week, brought to you by Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. They put their heart and soul into the food, and uh, I would love to eat there every day if I could. Open Thursday through Saturday at 11, located at Camp Sertoma. Smoke and Barrel Barbecue, baby. All good in this head. Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. It's smoking good. Brogdon for three. LaVert has an eight-point second quarter. Miles, come on, Miles. To tie it, he does! Tied at 106! Warren lays it in, and the foul. And one! Three-day scoring. Sapotis swept the throwdown. Here's another three. Towards What an all-them young man! All right, everyone, we are back for this week's Setting the Pace Player of the Week. We are talking about games that date back to last Friday against the Phoenix Suns to the Golden State Warriors game. Our very own Goga Bataze is in the building for this week, setting the pace. Player of the week on the week, he averaged 8.2 points per game to go along with 4.5 rebounds. He did this on 59% shooting on the week, but it doesn't tell the real story. Goga was finally unleashed. The people saying free Goga finally got what they wanted. The absence of Turner and now Savonis forced the Pacers' hand to have to play Goga more, and he responded. Against the Clippers, he played 25 minutes and looked nothing short of fantastic. 17 points on 7 of 9 shooting, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Amazing game. Was so, was so thrilled for Goga. Unfortunately, it came in a loss. And then follows it up by only receiving three minutes of playing time against the Lakers, which was stunning. I mean, I I did not expect that. Pacers end up picking up a win over there. And then with Sabonis out against Golden State, Goga logs 31 minutes, nearly a career high. He was simply electric. In the first quarter before being ejected, it looked like Goga was doing everything. I mean, he was stuffing the stat sheet, the announcers, the way they were talking about him, you know, the TNT announcers, I mean, clearly they had not watched Goga on the year because they were stunned just being like, why isn't this guy ever getting in? And I don't blame them. But eventually, you know, Goga always has that chip on his shoulder, you know, never really afraid to speak his mind or, you know, ruffle some feathers. He gets up in Gary Payton Jr.'s face after getting dunked on. I don't know what he was really going for. Maybe not like a headbutt, but just kind of playing around with him a bit, um, ends up getting ejected. So 
That was unfortunate. Finishes the game with 13 points, nine rebounds, five assists. He's shown the shot blocking capabilities that we know was there. He's shown the three point capabilities that we've heard was there. Uh, but it's always great to see. The shot always looks pretty, doesn't always go in. But Goga, very deserving of this week's setting the pace player of the week. It's been a long time coming. The Rookie Report, brought to you by Pizza King. Located at 135 and Fairview Road. Call us at 317-882-0340 to place your order today. Pizza King, a proud sponsor of Setting the Pace. The Rookie Report. Duarte inside scores his first NBA points. Now Duarte, his three is perfect. Duarte. He knows where the clock is, lets it fly, and hits again! Beat him up! Duarte, step back three, and hits his third! That's a tough three, too. Now Duarte, another three! Here's a long three, Duarte, got it! (laughs) Tucker thought he had a lightweight. All right, we are back for this week's Rookie Report. The Rookie Report covers games dating back to last Friday against the Phoenix Suns. Starting with the one and only, the the man himself, the hope, of the, the everything that we have our chips in, and Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte in four appearances on the week, the legend in the making, averaged 17.2 points per game with five and a half rebounds and 3.2 assists. He did this on 50% shooting from the field, 35% shooting from three. His best performance on the week, It's tough to determine because he was that good. He scored 24 points on 10 of 14 shooting to go along with seven rebounds, six assists, and three steals against the Clippers. It was a loss, but, you know, then we followed up by his game against the Golden State Warriors. Fantastic. 27 points on 10 of 16 shooting to go along with seven rebounds and three steals Duarte was huge uh, in that game. I mean, his 27 points ties his career high. I know, just a rookie, so it's just a season high, basically. But that was the first game of the season. So, uh, Duarte's had two of his best performances on the year in the week. So, at this point, look, the Pacers have some decisions to make who will be moving at the deadline. But Chris Duarte is proving that he needs more minutes. Moving over to another guy that we have desperately been saying needs more minutes that is isaiah jackson the freakishly athletic rookie out of kentucky finally logged some real extensive playing time i'm not talking a couple minutes on a blowout and he did not disappoint numbers on the week not gonna blow anybody away 5.6 points per game 3.3 rebounds on 42 percent shooting you know not not that impressive but when you actually gave him playing time, real playing time, a.k.a., you know, 20 minutes, uh, at this point, he showed you just how awesome he can be out there, how impactful he can be. He did not disappoint. 15 points to go along with seven rebounds. He is a lob-finishing machine. I mean, the Pacers, I've said it for a while, they don't even have an alley-oop threat ever couple guys that might be able to throw an alley-oop but not finish it well Isaiah Jackson's that guy that can finish it he can really hang above the rim he does things that quite frankly no one else on the team can do 
He blocks shots also. I mean, it, it's evident. This kid is just scratching the surface. He's, he's 20 years old, one and done at Kentucky, but I feel like he's got all the potential to step into a bigger role if the Pacers are to deal one of the bigs. So something to monitor. Another rookie on the week, Dwayne Washington Jr. Made three appearances on the week. He played against uh, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Warriors, so did not see action in that Lakers game. He averaged six points per game on 41% shooting to go along with one assist per game. He shot four of seven from three on the week, which was 57%. So, hey, anytime you're shooting above 50% from three, let's get a couple more shots up there. His top performance on the week was eight points against Golden State. He was two of two from three-point land. Love what I saw out of Dwayne Washington Jr. on the week. He's someone who has seen his playing time really, you know, start out hot and then kind of kind of decrease a little bit. But given the absence of Brogdon and Lavert, it created some extra playing time for Dwayne. He sees the moment. Lastly, Kiefer Sykes. The return of Malcolm Brogdon left Kiefer kind of with no playing time at all. I mean, not against the Lakers. Made three appearances on the week, played against the Suns, the Clippers, and the Warriors. He averaged 4.6 points per game on just 30% shooting and two rebounds per game. His best performance was against Golden State when he scored 10 points, had four rebounds and three assists. Kiefer is someone we are all rooting for. Just got to be able to find him the right amount of playing time. So that is all for uh, this week's rookie report for the Pacers. Guys, how amazing was it to really see the Pacers rookies in action. They combined for 60 points against Golden State in the win. The youth movement is real. The future is now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A lot of big performances from our rookies, but I want to get us up to date now on our upcoming schedule. So last week I did talk a little bit about the Suns game. The Suns are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. The Pacers play them Saturday night. So we will actually be talking about that game. On our podcast on Sunday afternoon, we'll be doing a little bit of a mailbag and a little bit of that recap. But I want to start things off with our game Monday at New Orleans. The Pacers are 26 and 17 all time against the Pelicans. Last season, Indiana won in overtime after Malcolm Brogdon hit a game winner over Eric Bledsoe. And Miles Turner drilled a huge three to send it into overtime after Oladipo stole the ball. So that was one of the best games of the 2020 2021 season for the Pacers. And I'm sure you guys all remember that incredible win. And then New Orleans right now, similar to the Pacers, they're 13th in the Western Conference. They have lost six of their last 10 games, so we'll keep an eye on that team. Brandon Ingram has played well for them. Um, Moving on, Wednesday, the Pacers are finally back home. They host 
The Charlotte Hornets, Indiana, is 70 and 50 all time against Charlotte. However, they're just 0 3 against them already this season. Charlotte's upcoming free agent forward, Miles Bridges, leads the team in scoring with 20.1 points per game. The Hornets have two games before playing Indiana Wednesday. Uh, they, they play Sunday against the Hawks and Tuesday on the road against the Raptors. And why that is important, the Hornets are 0 8 on the second night of a back to back this season. So uh, that, that could be good news if you're looking for a Pacers win. Right now, the Hornets are seventh in the Eastern Conference, and they have won seven of their last 10 games. So they are playing significantly better than the Indiana Pacers. And then on Friday, the Pacers go back on the road, and they play a team that is looking to create some space between them and the Pacers in terms of trying to get a higher draft pick, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Indiana is 42-51 and all-time against OKC. OKC has lost nine of their last 10 games. And they face two Central Division foes at the Pacers before their game against Indiana. They play at Cleveland, and then they're home for Chicago. So, you know, this is a game I anticipate the Pacers winning with OKC struggling over the last, you know, few weeks of basketball. But, you know, anything can happen. OKC is a team that's, you know, trying to lose games, but they're still going to go out there and compete. So really an interesting schedule here coming up. The Pacers could easily continue to win more games and lose, but, you know, New Orleans is a team that's pretty close in record with the Pacers. I think the Pacers have one more loss right now than the New Orleans Pelicans. And then, of course, Charlotte is going to be a tough game. We've seen them all year long, and they've given us fits. And then Oklahoma, this will be the first time the Pacers play OKC. They'll play them later in the season. So um, that is the upcoming schedule. All right, everybody, as we do every single week on the Saturday Weekly Show, we want to end things with a feel-good moment of the week. But before we get to the feel-good moment of the week, make sure you guys check us out on Twitter at SettingThePace3. I'm at Alex Golden NBA, and my co-host Michael J. Fachi is at underscore F-A-C-C-I. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. But I found something great just through interactions on Twitter this week, and that was... Somebody asking about the song Boom Baby from Duke Tomato that had clips of Mark Boyle and Slick Leonard spliced into it. It was a really cool song talking about the Pacers days in the 1990s. And so I got to give credit to Yell Scream Go Horse at B Lonberger on Twitter. They found the YouTube clip Mark J. Boyle then tagged Reggie Miller. And he said, yep, that's it. Almost 30 years ago. And it brings back a lot of memories. And I'm not kidding when I say that hearing Slick's voice in this context makes me tear up a bit. Tagged Reggie Miller and said, those were the days, were they not? And so you know, Reggie did respond, and it was a it was a great thing to see Reggie re- interacting once again with Pacer Nation, especially Mark Boyle, their long history. But this song, you know, just great to hear Slick Leonard's voice once again. I'm sure Slick would have been smiling yesterday on Thursday night after the Indiana Pacers beat the Golden State Warriors, and then the Indiana Hoosiers finally got the monkey off their back and beat Purdue. So that would have been a big night for for Bobby Slick Leonard. But this this song is super cool. So I wanted to end the show with playing this song, but we will be back on Monday for our mailbag podcast that might be released Sunday night. So just keep an eye on that. But the mailbag podcast will be available for you guys on Sunday or Monday, and we will uh, get back to it. But as we close out, here is Boom Baby, Reggie by Duke Tomato. Say it loud, boom, baby, we are pacing proud. What a great season, what a winning streak. 
All the things they're doing and they're not hit their peak. Dale grabbing rebounds, Antonio blocking shots. Haywood pass the ball around. These guys are hot. Boom, baby. Nothing but net. Pace is gonna win. No sweat. Boom, baby. By Reggie and Rick. Boom, baby. Sing along with Slick. Outside to Reggie for three. Say it loud, boom, baby, we are pacer proud. What a great season, what a winning streak. All the things they're doing and they're not hit their peak. Dale grabbing rebounds, Antonio blocking shots. Haywood pass the ball around. These guys are hot, boom, baby. Nothing but net, pace is gonna win. No sweat, boom, baby. Bob, Reggie, and Rick, boom, baby. Sing along with Slick. Outside to Reggie for three, boom, baby! This is a miraculous performance. Reggie Miller has hit five three-point field goals in one quarter. That's an NBA record. And the Pacers have outscored the Knicks 23-3 to in the fourth quarter. Boom, baby, in the country. Boom, baby, downtown. Boomers on the sideline with Coach Larry Brown. Boom, baby, boom, baby. That's our cheer. Sing it real loud. Let everybody hear. Boom, baby. Get on your feet. Boom, baby. Faces can't be beat. Boom, baby. Sing it real loud. Boom, baby. We are pace up proud. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Oh, my goodness gracious. On. Real. Well, they're going to remember this in Indiana for years. This fourth oh. quarter has been unbelievable. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.